As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. Hello again, Broncos country. My name is Kev Dan, and welcome to yet another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Tonight, myself, John, and Rob are here to break down the Broncos' huh, ugly win against the Houston Texans, beating them uh, 16-9 in uh, Russell Wilson's and Coach Hackett's first game in Denver. It's very interesting. I think we've all heard the news, and uh, if you watched the game, you heard what was happening in the stands. We'll break that down, and we'll talk about everything we saw, both good and bad, uh, as we try to celebrate the fact that we won this game uh, more than anything else. So with that being said, glad you're here. Hit that share button. Make sure you give us a five-star review if you can. We definitely appreciate it. It helps us stand out uh, and get moved up in the the search uh, searches and and everything like that. So if you like what you're hearing, uh, give us a five-star review. Give us just some feedback. We're all about doing this for you guys, the fans. So uh, really, at the end of the day, appreciate your support. But kick back, relax, and enjoy the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Five, four, three, three two, two, one. Welcome, everybody. My name is Kev Dan, and this is the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. My name is, again, Kev Dan, because I already said that. And we got Rob and John here as well. Gents, how are we doing tonight? We're good, man. We're good. Just, uh, you know... Uh, Victory Monday, even though it doesn't really feel like a victory Monday, yeah. but we're going to get into that. Victory well, Monday? Well, uh, on the bright side, there's some very high-quality NFL being played right now um, as we're filming this, so that's exciting. Uh, we'll probably talk a lot about some very low-quality NFL during this, <laughs> but um, the good news is there's 15 more weeks to go. Exactly, exactly. So... Look, Broncos do win. Obviously, we know by now, sixteen to nine against the Houston Texans. Uh, a game riddled with uh, still a lot of mistakes, a lot of dropped passes, um, a lot of penalties, mental errors, uh, and we can, I mean, delve into all of them at length. I um, well. Obviously, that would that would take a lot of time, though. So um, I don't know. Let's you know what we normally do with this podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Um, we like to start off by going back to just before the game started, kind of what our thought process was, where we were at, what the other fans were thinking, um, and kind of start from there and go forward. So, uh, John, start with you, man. Kind of what were you thinking before the uh, start of the game there? Well, yeah, pregame, I think everyone, myself included, obviously was very excited to see what was going to happen. Um, you know, first home game, Russell's first game in mile high. You know, they have to turn it around from last week. Last week was not pretty in Seattle. So, you know, you know they're going to turn it around, right? Um, so pregame, all the excitement was there. You know, not – a lot of anticipation, you know, very hopeful, you know, realizing that they, you know, a lot of doubt also probably in there, but like just feeling like we're going to turn it around because what we saw week one was not, uh, not pretty. It felt like a game that we were going to win eventually and, and just never did. Um, and then, and then the kickoff happened. Yep. Yep. So before we move past that, Rob, same thing to you, man. Yeah, uh, pretty much the same thing. I mean, I was hopeful that we were going to, you know, slap uh, Houston around mile high yeah. up and down the field, um, yeah. which, I mean, we 
were able to move the ball up the field, but we were also moving the ball back the other direction. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, I, I've said this before, uh, you know, a win is a win is a win, whether it's by one point or 35, but God, that was awful. That was just, that's why, you know, as Jared would say, victory Monday, you know, we just don't know. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's rough today. It, it, you know, it's, we should be happy and elated, but there's still a lot of question marks and still a lot of things that need to be figured the hell out. Rob, Rob, I feel like we moved past the pregame there a little bit in your response. <laughs> How dare you? But I understand. Yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming yeah, from and why you were exactly. feeling away and why you're ready to dive into this thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so for those who are listening on the podcast platform, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, we may be referencing comments throughout this show. Uh, we do this live on our YouTube channel as well. So we'll try to actually read out the comments because you guys can all uh, hear what, you know, what we're talking about uh, versus us just kind of jumping into a random category. So do want to shout out uh, Tracy's here. Cat uh, is here, as is D-Rock. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, and this is your chance, if you are watching us when we're live, to post some comments and questions and we'll try to, you know, get those answered as best we can. Um, and I will tell you about our other shows where you can interact with us a whole lot better as well. Um, but we got D-Rock. D-Rock says, embarrassing doesn't begin to decide what happens or what happened. Um, yeah. Um, look, it's it struck me, and I'm going to kind of fast forward to the game part now. Yeah, I can already tell it, by where you're going with this. That yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you and Rob are on the same page. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to stick with the script here, Kevin. No, well, there is no script. Get with the what program, John. Yeah, Wait, you didn't know the script. script. I, I didn't know this is where we were starting until Kevin just said about two minutes ago, this is where we're starting. Do you ever know where I'm starting? No. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sure. You just you just go with the flow. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, Hey, I want to get your guys' take on this. The um, the booming that we heard, um, it just made me think back to, man, we didn't hear this in years one or two with Vance Joseph. Even year three, I don't think the booming got that loud. Vic Fangio, same thing. One or, one, year one, really not any booing. Year two, you know, more so. But, man – this is Hackett's second game, first home game. And not only are we booing, but the fans decide uh, to take it upon themselves to help the team out by counting down the play clock once it hits 10. I mean, it was crazy. The, the South stands, I don't know who started, but somewhere in the South stands, and that the whole thing just erupted from the South. I mean, just this five, four, you know what I mean? So it, it was embarrassing that we had to do that. But all at the same time, smart fans, right? That's what Hackett said. He's yeah. like, well, this is the, these are smart fans. They know what's going on. They're trying to help us out. So, yeah. but I don't know. It just kind of seemed like, have we, are we jumping the gun here? Like, obviously I think we are, but it's game two and we're, we're booing to that level of dissatisfaction. Like what's going on? I think it's a couple things there, Kevin. One those other guys probably are going to get a little bit more leeway just because it's been so long that we've been relevant in the NFL since that playoff or from the Super Bowl win, actually. Um, and so we're feeling the pressure in Denver to be good again. And so it doesn't matter who the coach is going to be. If you're going to start out the way that we started out, there's a lot of expectation. We're talking about people. People are you know putting us in the Super Bowl conversation, at least in the playoffs. So, yeah, mm -hmm. the way that we're starting out, a lot of um, – a lot of expectation for this team coming to this season. So I'm not surprised by it all. I mean, Denver has never been shy about letting their um, thoughts been heard by the, the masses, as it were, for the Broncos. Um, and we've dealt with, you know, five, six years of, of mediocrity. So they're we're kind of over it. So I, I, I understand where they're coming from. I understand their pressure. But honestly, okay, we're going to probably hit a lot on Hackett today. Um probably mostly negative, but he's not shying away from that either. He's like, Hey, well, no. I understand where they're coming from. Like, I'm not, if I were them, I'd be doing the same thing. And he said that in multiple press conferences. Now it's not good when I say multiple and there's only been two weeks. Um, but I get it. Like, and I think he gets it. And, and hopefully that just gets them to get on the same page quicker sooner rather than later. 
because <laughs> the booze aren't going to stop if it, if it doesn't get figured out here shortly. Yeah. Bro, what do you think, man? Well, you know, as John, uh, you know, touched on prior, um, a lot of it does fall on Hackett, and he is accepting responsibility. But at the same time, um, I believe Jason said this in our group chat, your brother there, Kev, you know, this isn't Nathaniel Hackett's first time calling plays. Like, he should know that the game clock is getting down. Like, the, the, the mistakes that are being made are absolutely, like D-Rock said, embarrassing. Absolutely right. embarrassing. And it just makes our entire staff look incompetent as hell. Granted, they are young. I understand it. But for the love of God, man, you know there's a play clock. Make a damn decision and get on with it. You know, yeah. and, and and well, I mean, I guess we'll 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 get to it. But the putting the punt team out on the on the damn field without the returner, like part of me, part well, not part of me, but partly, I feel like that falls on the special teams coach, which. Yeah. Knock on wood has been okay so far. It hasn't given me PTSD of, you know, the name that I'm not going to say, but right. uh, you know, it's just, these mistakes are just as complete as yeah. 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 But yeah. And to that point too, like I have never seen a game where the home team stand is counting down, but that is it's never been heard of. embarrassing. It has never been heard of. Ridiculous. Like how does that even happen? So don't get me wrong. I give him credit for not shying away from the blame because I put a lot of blame and I mean, everyone in this Orange Weekly group can tell you, I put a lot of blame on, on, on Hackett, but at the same time, I, you know, it feels like it's growing pains, a lot of growing pains. Don't get me wrong. I don't, and I, man, the sooner we can get rid of that. And it's like ridiculous. It's like JV stuff. It's, 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 it's things I've never seen in an NFL game. And so, which makes gives gives me a little bit of hope that we're going to correct it sooner. Um, you know, hopefully this week, ideally. But it, right, who knows? Um, we do have a lot of comments here about Russ, and and we will get to Russ. Um, you know, there's a lot to talk about him, but you know, kind of talking to, to Hackett's thing right now, um, because again, there is just a lot to cover uh, with with him and where he's at. Um, you know, I I think he could have taken. Look, we all know that there's there's coach speak, right? Coaches are going to say what coaches say, and usually it's vague, and, you know, pretty much any coach out there is going to take the blame for situations, right? But I think there was a couple situations that stood out where it could have been very easy for him to not take the blame, you know, and still have that coach speak. And the one instance was during the, you know, the delay of game on on the kick, the, the field goal kick, um, he could have very easily said, oh, you know, there was miscommunication between the other coaches or, you know, yeah, we wanted to move the ball back a little bit more to help get a better kick position. For He could have made up something, but but no, he was straight up like, hey, that was me. I didn't make a decision fast enough, you know. Um, it, it, just little things like that that made me say, he's, he's not just saying the words. Like, I really feel like there's some genuine – um leadership going on there and so i think yeah. we're you know i think we're going to be okay he could have also said here's another great one and it would have made me feel better you know hey we're taking so long on these play calls because it's a new language we're trying to make sure everybody's on the same page we are going a little slower to avoid mistakes everyone bear with us it will get better no he didn't say any of that like that would have been one, such a worse response <laughs> right you can't say we're going to take more time when you only have 35 seconds to snap the ball. Dude. No, you get, but like, hey, why is it taking so long? Okay, well, we're just, you know, it's it's a new language. We're still working on it. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying, right? You know what I'm trying to get a point across. No. But, he, you know, I don't know. Overall, like, look, I, I'm what I'm getting at is Hackett is still, it's it's game two. It's true. Yeah, it's his, he has, he's been playing or calling plays before, but it's still a completely different role when you're the head coach all of a sudden. You have so much more on your plate to worry about. So, um, look, I'm going to give him the same amount of time I gave Vance Joseph and Vic Fangio, and that's three years. You know, I'm not going to judge him too harshly. I can be upset and frustrated and infuriated, yeah. but I'm not going to even come close to thinking about any sort of new coaching, whatever, like some people are already talking about 
until year three, you know, at the earliest. It's way too early. No matter how embarrassing it looks out there, and don't get me wrong, it looked embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It didn't just look embarrassing. It was embarrassing uh, at times. And he deserves a lot of that criticism. And that's, you know, that's part of the job. Um, He's taking it, though. He's taking it. He's taking it. He's taking it on chin. And he's, I think, it feels like we can only, I mean, it it doesn't seem like it's something that they're not actively working to correct, right? Like, it it feels like it's, it's just like a first half of the season issues that are going to get figured out uh and, and there'll be a lot of questions mark question marks like you know what if we had started this process i don't know week one of preseason uh yeah, right. and got through a lot of this uh you know those growing pains then so you know if you think about it that way then hey we just completed uh week two of preseason and we're one and one so you know at yeah. the end of the day the record is all that matters um but it's ugly football to watch and these gonna get, get booed every time if, if if it continues looking like this yep. on the bright side, the fourth quarter, Hey, we, we scored what? 10 points in the fourth quarter. Um, and, yeah. and came from behind and, and technically came from behind. Although it seems like both teams are zero, zero <laughs> most of the game, uh, until the fourth quarter. Uh, right. So it's a win. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Win is win. And I think we've heard that in every press conference, at least five times since the end of the at game. least, at least. Yeah, no, it's it uh, like you know it, it should be fixable. It should be correctable. Um, you know, I agree, Kev. We got to give him some time. But you know, like you said and alluded to earlier, you know, Broncos fans have a certain level of expectation, and if they're not meeting that expectation, they're oh, yeah. gonna let them know. Now, do I agree with booing our own team on our home field? I don't, but we can understand where it's coming from, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I I think that was kind of uh, like, that should have been an eye opener. Like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I mean, with, with the next game coming up, you know, against the 49ers, which are a really good team, we're going to have to play pretty much perfectly to beat them. Now, granted, Mm -hmm. I, I believe Trey Lance broke his ankle. I think Garoppolo is so we got we got Jimmy yeah. G, you know, and and he's not a terrible quarterback, but we're gonna have to play damn well. Yeah, he took him to the NFC to... conference game last year, so yeah. I mean, you That's know, not a downgrade we're... for them at all. No, I don't think so either. But you know, with with all all the mistakes and everything, like we got to get this cleaned up and right quick and in a hurry. Yeah, but it's not lost on the coaching staff or the players either. Like I think there's a lot of camaraderie there. And like after the game, you could see, like you could see, you could feel the tension. You could see the frustration between Russ and Hackett on the field after drives. At least I, that's the vibe I was getting. But then, you yeah. know, they, they recognized that they came away with a win. You know, you saw Sutton, you saw Russell in the locker room giving Hackett the game ball. Um, so I think they will rally. I'm hoping they will rally around this um, in Look, we still won the game. Like, we're talking like we lost the game, which is sad. It's a very weird situation. Like, I'll be honest, even driving away from the game last night, I wasn't excited. Like, people were still cheering, you know, in the hallways, you know, going, leaving the stadium, and people were half. But I just got my car, and I was like, yeah, we won. Okay. No, it felt like a lot yeah, yeah. I was like, why am I not like super amped right now? I was yeah. just like, oh, that, that happened. Because we won 16 to 9 and probably one of the most boring games you've ever watched. Oh and my God. It was so can you boring. imagine, though, being a Texans fan right now? Like, oh, and you God, just lost to this lost team. To that. Ooh. Yep. Uh, you know, one thing I, I actually found on Twitter and luckily was able to screenshot it uh, today um, in Peyton Manning's first two games in Denver. He was 43 for 63 for 494 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, one-on-one record, and five rushes for two yards. Russell Wilson's first couple games, 43 for 71 for 559 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, one-on-one record, three rushes for five yards. It's pretty comparable. I'm not going to put Russ on the same plane it's no, Peyton like, Manning just because of the age difference and the experience difference, but it gives me a little bit of hope. Like, okay, it's just you know the first little bit, 
We're going to get through this. You know, I mean, I've told you guys before when Denver said they were going to sign Peyton Manning after his neck surgery, I, I, I honestly wasn't too thrilled about it. I was like, who knows what he's going to be able to do, yeah. but he made a believer out of me. And now shit, I'd run through a wall for that guy. Yeah. So uh, let, let's hope, you know, Russ does the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hear what you're saying there, Rob. I think those are valid statistics. The problem is that both games are like polar opposites from our offense. Like we looked statistically very good in that first game. And most of the yards that you just described came from that first game. This second game, I don't know what was going on with our offense. First game, got down to the literally the inch yard line and we couldn't get a touchdown. Like we should have covered the spread. We should have beat them by at least 10 points in that first game. This game, Probably should have done the same, but we couldn't. Like our offense just couldn't get going um, until the fourth quarter, and in the fourth quarter, the, the stats start to take care of themselves. But we need to play better than three quarter those first three quarters of football. Yeah, and that's that's a good segue to get back to some of our comments. And again, for those of us, for those of you who are watching live, definitely appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we do our podcast, the post game podcast, anyway. Uh, Monday nights uh, around 7 p.m. So you can usually count on us being here for that. Um, and I will tell you all about our other content uh, in a little bit. But um, moving towards the offense, this is a good chance for us to really start looking at uh, Russ and the offense in general. So, um, you know, Russ, you know, D-Rock here says, Russ is clearly rattled by something. Now, oh, you guys think, I what I'm getting, you know, impression of is there's still just not a lot of trust um you can call it trust or they're you know the quarterback receivers not just quite on the same page yet um and it takes time to build that up right you a lot a lot of reps and you got to remember this is a very tough offense to instill um so look you're dead on john there was a split between game one and game two and how our offense worked right um but um i just i don't think russ is rattled by anything I think it's just more, it's going to take time before Russ can, you know, get on the same mindset as the receivers. And when they start scrambling around or whatever, he knows where these guys are going to go to be able to make some of these more flashy plays that you saw him do out in Seattle. What do you guys think? Yeah. um, I I don't know if it's rattled, that's the right word, but. He didn't look comfortable. Like you just look at his feet. That's a good. Yeah, he didn't look comfortable. Yeah, he did not look comfortable. Okay. And if you just look at his feet, it, like nothing was set when he threw the ball. It, and any highlight that you look at, um, or maybe not any, but in it, yeah, most yeah, of, yeah. I mean, he, he was fourteen for thirty-one. Like that's a bad statistical day. Um, and it was bad to watch. Like it's not just that. Uh, how many of those were drops? I mean, they got into the receiver's hands and they dropped. I mean, there was a handful of those, but he started. Yeah, it still, it's, it doesn't make it a lot better. Like it's he not was like, three oh, well, eleven to start, and yeah. some, there was just a comfort level that just was not there. And I think it's still like adapting to look. I don't preseason. I was a believer. I was like, look, we got this new quarterback. It's, uh, you know, potentially a hall of fame quarterback here. We can, we we're going to, we're going to go the different uh, distance. We have a offensive minded head coach finally, right. We've been stuck with really defense, solid defensive head coaches for a while. And maybe we jumped the gun a little bit and I'm 100% guilty there. Like turns out when you're instilling a new offense defense as well, but a lot of that defense is a lot is very carried over and, and, um, you know, our defense coordinator has worked with just a vast array. We'll get to the defense here in a second. But um, they're still figuring out this playbook, it feels like. And, you know, injuries and blah, 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 blah. But And you make all the excuses you want, but it's just not – they're not on the same page when it comes to the offense. And I think it's one of those things that gives me hope because I think it will get figured out, but it's going to take time. And, unfortunately, we just got to get through that we as fans got to get through going growing pains. The team, it's going to be a lot more painful for them because they have to hear this is their like livelihood we're talking about here. We just get to talk about it for fun on Monday night. Right. Yeah, John, I agree with 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 everything that you you said there. Um, it it definitely is, like I said before, hopefully something that can be corrected, um, but. God, you know, after being for what five, six years, as you said earlier, me, you know, mediocre, 
and then we bring in Russ and we're thinking, you know, we hit the jackpot and then he's playing like this. It's, it's, it's disheartening. It really is. Um, and, you know, but I, I, I keep, you know, having to be hopeful and, and keep the faith that, you know, they're going to get it turned around and, uh, you know, and hopefully, you know, we'll start turning out games like we're supposed to. Um, but yeah, Russ definitely, I mean, if you just compare, you know, from when he played in Seattle to now, he's just, there's, there's something that isn't, isn't right as far as, uh, as Kevin said, comfort, comfortability. Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll get it figured out and he can settle down a little bit. Um, I, I'm hoping that with the tougher team that we're going to have to play this next week, that he will rise to the occasion. Um, but you know, everybody's got to, got to rise to the occasion. It's not, you know, solely on him. So, you know, before we move on, the big thing with Russ is comfortability, you know, and that's, it's going to take time for him to feel comfortable in the pocket. Um, I'll tell you what though, there is something that if you're looking for comfort, you have got to check out Raycon's everyday earbuds. I tell you what, if Russell Wilson put those things in, he'd probably feel comfortable, you know, right back in and no problem whatsoever. Uh, honestly, though, guys, you've got to check out these earbuds. Um, you know, obviously, I listen to a lot of Broncos podcasts. I don't know if you guys uh, picked up on that at any point, um, but I do. And through that, uh, including our own other podcasts, like the pregame podcast, I like to listen to that. Uh, and these earbuds are fantastic for it. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, they look, feel, and sound better than ever. Uh, and they have optimized gel tips for perfect ear or in-ear fit. Uh, these earbuds are so comfortable, they will not budge. Trust me, no matter what I'm doing, mowing the lawn, uh, pumping iron, you know, because I got to get the, uh, you know, I work out just all the time. Um, I figured John would react to that, but no. Uh, either way, no, it is true. No matter what I'm doing, these earbuds will not budge. Uh, Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's really no wonder right why Raycons Air earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Uh, a couple of these features here that uh, are going to be great for everyone. Um, noise uh, isolation, if you're working, you can hear something in the background, you, you would cut down the background noise. Um, oh, my voice is wrong. Let's go back to uh, you and uh, John talking and I'll finish. All right. So while while Kevin gets his internet sorted out uh, as uh, as per the huge, um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and, and uh, just kind of talk about a couple of these uh, comments right here. Uh, looks like uh, Albert O. No isn't playing as tight end number one anymore. Um, and, you know, that's just because he's been dropping the ball. Um, you know, Beck, God, I don't even know what they were doing with Beck. They tried to, a fullback option with Beck, and oh it just God. did not work. Yeah, that Beck play was the, one of the worst third and one plays I think I've ever seen. And um, apparently it was a blown um blown up play from the get-go as if things coming in uh, weren't being everyone was not on the same page when that when that ball was snapped um and uh yeah so I, I, why why uh, um andrew beck is a focal point of our offense um like literally like the first two plays of our season from offense were to him the first one i was shocked i thought they were gonna go deep to sutton or judy nope we go to Andrew Beck, who I thought was going to be buried in the depth chart. Um, second play, back to him, 25 yards. This is going back a week, obviously, to Seattle. So, okay, all right, maybe we're on to something here. Um, and then yeah, third and one, like, give it – I mean, Javante Williams giving five yards a carry and again, give it, getting handed off to our fullback uh, with a weird, like, pitch uh, read option thing. Um, yeah, it was just odd. Very odd. I think this kind of goes back to Hackett, and uh, this is probably the last thing I try to talk about from in this regard. But um, overthinking things um, was brought up today um, in our group chat, and I think that's just a very easy example of that. Um, overthinking, trying to get cute when we don't need to. Like our rushing game is awesome right now. We haven't even talked about it, and uh, we should be. This that should be that we could be the Tennessee Titans right now, handing it off to. 
instead of uh, Derrick Henry handing it off to Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams every every single play. And I'm going to tell you right now, we'd be probably getting more points than we've gotten in these last two games. So um, mm-hmm. how we're doing these weird, cute plays, I, I, I don't get it. Alberto, yeah, he had two. He was targeted twice. One of those for sure was a drop. I can't remember the second one. Um, our, we're using our tight ends. We're mixing them up. I don't, we don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're just waiting for the rookie to come out there and now we're just going to have a, a single tight end. I don't think that's the case, but yeah, I can't really blame Alberto for only be, being targeted twice. Right. No, agreed. How's my mic sounding, guys? Perfect now, Kev. Right. Awesome. Kevin, cool. So, I as can, I was saying, I could see your disappointment in your glitches oh with the random head shaking. And that just, I was like, this is happening. Like, isn't it? I was waiting for one of you to be like, oh, this is bad. Anyway, so as I was saying, awesome Raycon Everyday Earbuds. Again, they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Uh, One of the cool things is they have multiple multiple features, and each one has a great function to it. So uh, three custom sound profiles. Uh, whether you're, you know, you can switch it, switch it between, you know, maybe you're listening to music, you're listening to an audio book or a podcast or whatever the case is, you can change that up to get the best audio quality for what you're listening to. Uh, you also got noise isolation. So great for maybe you're at work trying to just, um, you know, focus on whatever while you listen to a podcast in the background. You don't want the people talking or coming by whatever uh, bothering you. So having these earphones in helps cut down on that noise. Or if you just want to focus on whatever you're, you're reading, maybe you're studying, another great reason to have that feature on those. So, um, you know, several other features, but those are two of the, the favorites that I have. But basically, here's what you guys need to go do in order to get in on uh, these awesome, awesome uh, headphones. Go to buyraycon.com today and use code TPPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, that's uh, TPPN15. 15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code TPPN15. Also, guys, look, we're even, lot of, we're, we're even getting some international international endorsements here from uh, Richie Rich there in the comments. Uh, ooh. Vouching for everything you just said, even though it took two attempts. Um, so maybe you're on something. You took two know. attempts, okay? It was like, there had to be carryover there. <laughs> Look at that international endorsement. Richie, Richie, I love you. Uh, if a foreigner says it, you know, Mr. You know it's true. Must be true. Then it's true. Must be true. Um, lastly, guys, look, uh, obviously the bills are piling up here, so we have to do two ad reads. Uh, but no, seriously, though, obviously there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the NFL. Uh, it, action-packed, crazy games, fun games to watch. Most of them, some of them, like the Broncos, not so much. But still, you never know what's going to happen in these games, right? Um, we'll get ready for week two and week three of touchdowns, uh, You know, big plays, and even bigger wins at DraftKings Sportsbook, and an official sports betting partner of, this NF, uh, of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. If you want more action, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion, and it is simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Here's what you need to do to get in on this. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you plus place a $5 bet on any football game. That's to, that's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay. What do you guys think? You're getting love here from Richie. Richie's on point. I do it. I do <laughs> it. Part of it is. Part of it's not. Part of it's true. It is a crazy NFL that we have going on here anyway yeah cat <laughs> oh this he starves this it to worth watch it. the squirm yes this is this true. is worth it <laughs> just the Kevin comments kevin needs to feed the hamster which is running his generator which is running his router yeah the crazy thing is half the time it works just fine and now it's back to working like normal i didn't do anything yeah. Just sometimes it craps out on me. I think I, I think you have an ulterior art, ulterior motive here, Kevin. <laughs> that was a tough one to get out. Um, blah, 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 warm up. 
<laughs> I think you're just trying to like, every time you read the ads, you, it, it seems to crap out. I feel like you're just waiting for someone to offer to take those ad reading moments away from you. And I will not do that. I will not be that person. So Rob, if you want to jump on that, that's all you Hey, I'll give one a shot, but you know, I might, uh, I, I'll probably screw it up at least once, but. Cat, Cat figured it out. She says he finally fed the hamster. Really, I don't get paid in money. There's a, there's somebody over here, and he's waiting by the hamster. Uh, and as soon as I start the ad read, he finally feeds it. So, Kev, to quote a movie, uh, a movie reference: sixty percent of the time it works. Every time, a hundred percent of the time. Yes. <laughs> yes hey, what does. about this? What if we actually um, talk about the Broncos again? Uh, and two, Who? what if we were positive for once? Okay, we're going to be positive. Let's do it. We won. Yeah, we won. I'm starting with the offense. Positive running game. Holy cow. Are we going to average six yards a game and not utilize these people? Javante Williams, five yards a carry. Melvin Gordon, 4.7. I realize I just said six yards. I'm going to take both games into account there. But, um, man, we're getting half the yards we need for uh, for each, each, um, you know, first and ten. So why are we not feeding these guys more? you know, breaking down passing versus rushing, it was 31. It was actually split, surprisingly. But that's, you know, the passing game was just not working in this one. Um, right. So it kind of had to be for us to even be remotely in this game. I feel like they are still very much favoring the pass over the run. I feel like I, I really went from positive back to negative real quick. Um, but Javante Williams is looking like a beast. And... Yeah. Uh, we got to feed the guy, man. And honestly, Melvin Gordon, too. I know, Rob, before we get into Melvin Gordon and all the things you have to say about Melvin Gordon, the guy can still run the ball. I don't care like what you say. He's still getting uh, – he's one of the highest yards per attempt in the NFL. Both of them are. And let's give him the freaking ball. <laughs> John, I agree with you. Melvin Gordon can run the ball. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of him holding on to the damn thing. But You're a Zero but I digress. I was just going to say there was no fumbles this game. Thank God. Um, however, we still are are not figuring out that we need to ha- run a power formation when we're on the freaking goal line and punch it in what? to get more points. But what I, okay, I, negative, but I understand why. Because we haven't. But about hey, that. Portland Sutton did pretty damn well this game. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely he had did. a show. He was the only receiving person that got more than two balls. He had seven for one twenty-two. Like, all right, Cortland, yeah, come yeah. out. Um, right. I will say that one interception, one negative here for you, Kevin. Uh, totally on Sutton, not on Russell Wilson. Yes. That dropped interception. Well, it was the weirdest play. Not the weirdest. There's been plenty of weird plays. But um, it was an odd play. It was not Russell's fault. It was, honestly, it was just an awkward play. Anyways, um Seven catches, 122. He looked awesome. Once Judy went out, it seemed very clearly like he was the number one read, and it showed. I just wish some other guys were going to show up as well um, with the opportunity. Um, But, hey, I'll take it. I win the win, and Sutton balled out. They did. And, John, also positive, uh, our two injuries that we had in this game, Jerry, Judy, and Pat Sertan, you know, both are day to day and not hopefully not very serious. So that's a positive that came out of this, even though at the time we were like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Very big, big news today that that's just day to day. I think everyone, right. including the coaching staff, was expecting this to be more serious. You know, you have Sertan, who probably top two to three on our defense of the, of the best players. And um, maybe we lose him for one game this week, but hopefully he's back by then um and then obviously judy i'll be honest um it felt like this game plan today was kind of revolving around judy and when he went out it it just did not seem like there was any other option except certain um uh, uh sudden um so that was that seemed very clear to me anyways i don't know what you guys thoughts are on yeah. um, judy going out of the game well I, look he's part of your threat and you didn't have hamler either so yeah. you didn't have that deep threat to open up over the top uh and then at that point yeah you are really relying on your two top wide receivers yeah. to make plays and make other openings for other players uh you lose you lose judy yeah you have your number one in sutton but now you have you don't have your two and three 
you know, uh, and that hurts. That definitely hurts. So, look, uh, Sutton did step up and it did make some plays. And um, look, that interception, that was just good defense. That was yeah, just a good uh, defense. Yeah. The guy was right there and just, you know, just a little situation. stronger. Yep. Um, but let's, you know, so I'm not expecting to have Judy back this week or Sutton back this week. Just obviously coach speak Sertan. from, Sertan. yeah, Sertan, sorry. Um, obviously coach speak, you know, he was like, they're day to day. We'll see if they're there, you know, on, on Sunday. It's like, ah, I'm not expecting that. Right. Um, Billy Turner, maybe, um, I'm more optimistic about him. Yeah. And then more optimistic definitely sounds like Hamler's going to be back in as well. So, um, you know, okay. And Josie, Josie Jewell, I think, was uh, very close to playing this game. Wait, too, so. wait, wait, wait. Richie. Richie Rich says Hamler pulled his hamstring again. What? No, Hamler's string. Hamler pulled his ham. Oh, ah, yeah. might have had a drink or two before the show. <laughs> anyway, well, like um, Hamler's string. <laughs> yes. I need to read the whole thing. Got it. Richie, you're too funny. We got to have you on the show here soon, man. Got to have you on the show. Yeah. But um, seriously, like to your point, like Judy, once Judy was out, like it, it was Sutton and then guys from the practice squad, like right? Tyree Cleveland, not on the practice squad, but like we weren't throwing the ball to him in the first game or this game, really. And then Hinton came in and, and played. And, um, you know, he actually made one really big play for us that was a, a necessary play. Um, but it was all of a sudden after Judy went out. Sorry. <laughs> Next question. Yes. Yes. <laughs> after all the crap you give me tonight, yes. <laughs> You're just so energetic. You have to hit your microphone. I love it. Um, and I do it hey, again. Richie, Richie, we're almost done tonight. So we'll, we'll get you in next week's post game. Let's find on that. Um, uh, we'll talk later. Um, what about defense, Kevin? You want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, so before we go to before we go to defense and can kind of start wrapping things up a little bit, I do want to make sure we get all the other announcements out of the way. So guys, remember that we have a ton of other content here at Orange Weekly, not just this post game podcast. But we have the pre game podcast as well. Uh, usually comes out on Fridays. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, we also have a ton of other live content for you guys. Monday nights, Orange Weekly after dark. Uh, usually after you know the Monday night game, right around 9 p.m. is when we start that up. Uh, Tuesday night, our flagship show, Bourbon Broncos, no BS, 7 p.m. amount of time. Every Tuesday night, you can count on us being there for sure. Uh, we also have the tailgate talk about one hour before our kickoff. You can check us out there. And our halftime hash show, we are the original live halftime show. So make sure as soon as halftime starts, bring up your phone because you're already going to do that anyway. That's what everybody does once halftime starts because nobody listens to the TV announcers. Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. uh, and go to Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. And uh, we'll be live, so you can share your thoughts on the first game or first half of the game with whoever's running the halftime show. Um, also, David is starting up his new article called um, "What Was It?" The uh, uh, view view from Section Five Hundred Six. I couldn't think of the first part there. View from Section Five Hundred Six. So you guys can check out David's take on uh, the latest game, and uh, all that can be found at our website, BroncosOrangeWeekly.com. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Richie's just, Richie's just making me laugh over here, but yeah, let's go with defense and, um, Rob, I'll have you go, uh, start with that, man. Uh, yeah. So the defense, the defense actually played, played pretty dang well. Um, you know, uh, Randy, uh, Gregory, uh, had, had a, almost two really good sacks. Uh, one, uh, was actually a, a strip sack, which yeah. unfortunately we didn't recover the fumble, but, uh, you know, <laughs> It is what it is, but yeah, our defense is playing lights out. Um, you know, we, we held the, the run game pretty well and they, they relied on him, uh, very, very heavily. Uh, Houston did, they relied on that running back and, and, you know, we held them, uh, to pretty, pretty minimal yards for the most part. But, um, yeah, I, and especially with Simmons being out, um, we, we had our backup in there, um, and he, he played phenomenal. So, um, our defense is playing lights out, but we cannot rely on them, uh, in every game moving forward to bail us out, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I think our defense looked really good and I'm, I'm really hopeful for that, uh, coming up this next game. Yeah. 
Because you, you have to remember, it's technically a new system on defense too, right? New off, uh, defense coordinator. And uh, they, I, I'm still concerned about the line of scrimmage. I feel like we aren't putting enough pressure on the quarterbacks from the line of scrimmage standpoint. So it's going to be interesting. I think this week will be a bigger test um, for sure of the first three games to see if we can, if our, I think this is going to be our, our, our first big test for our defense. Um, so we'll see, but there's no reason to doubt them yet. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, right. Three sacks. Draymond Jones showed up. He got two of those sacks. So, um, I'm glad to see that. Uh, I just want Chubb, man. Where'd Chubb go this game? He was there in the fourth quarter of the last game and, and just disappeared in this one. Um, Randy Gregory picking up a slack there, but, um, let's see, you know, against the 49ers, a better, better, um, team overall. So, so hopefully we, um, we continue this streak of a great defense. Yeah. No, uh, I liked how they've really rallied and bounced back each game. Um, you know, the whole team kind of coming out to a slow start, but uh, they're able to pull things together. And so here's another positive, just, I guess, in general, but also on the defense side of the ball. Um, we finally have a coaching staff and a team that's able to make halftime adjustments that work. Mm-hmm. you know, or they're at least making adjustments, you yeah. know, versus in the past, there's, there were none. Um, there are still some questions like, why aren't we using the run game more? Why aren't we using a power formation? We're on the one yard line. What is this yeah. shotgun crap? Right. Um, so there are still some things to adjust, but in terms of how they're approaching the game and what they're seeing from the other team during the game, they make those adjustments. Uh, and the second half has been better. I do want to remind everyone, and this is uh, what Cody brought up when uh, last week's show, um, before he played the, uh, the Seahawks there. Coming from a Seahawks fan, which he is, unfortunately, uh, um, you know, he did, hey, Russell is just known for coming out and having slow starts, you know. So if we're going to expect that, you know, he's going to go out and have touchdown drives on the first drive every single game, that's not what's going to happen. You're going to see a lot more from him in, you know, the second quarter on. Um, so just get, you know, used to that idea. Um, but defense, I think, can definitely clean it up and, John's like, no, I'm not going to get used to the idea. Just get used to it, dude. Just get used to it, you know. But uh, look, they're they're doing well. Game two, I'm not panicked. Some people are. I'm not there yet. Um, we're one and one. The Raiders are zero oh and two. You want to talk about? You want to talk about a team that has maybe some concerns with coaching? Don't say his name. Don't say his name. I just did it. I just did it. Okay. They had what was their lead twenty to seven or something, and they blew it, right? Like that's a that, now. If we were in that situation, I would be saying, "Hey, this really sucks. Like that is this is not the way this was supposed to be going at all." We're one on one. We haven't blown any big leads. We've improved at least in some ways each game. So yeah, and we don't have McDaniel's. Like fuck the Raiders. <laughs> fuck the Raiders. Um, you have not blown big leads, so we have that. Against the Raiders. We haven't had a big lead, but you shush. I know that. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, know. the Raiders <laughs> found a way to screw it up, which is great. And guess what? We're one and one. The Raiders are 0 and 2. So sucks to suck. Let's see. Is uh, D Rock says, is Russ totally anti taking the ball and uh, run himself? No, but I think he's also, I think he's also getting more used to playing in the pocket. Um, and he's just had that age. Press plays, right? Like we don't have no, any. No, there's. I don't think they have any. We're not going to do the 49ers with Trey Lance. We're not going to do, you know. No. Any rushing yards he's getting is truly the play broke down, and he's just rushing to get yards yeah. instead of like it's not a designed run play. Um, right. For better or worse, like, he, I don't know if that's the right answer, but he's just not. No, there. I think he's not of the age anymore where he can run for 20, sure. 30 plus yards like if he's running like let's just get the first down you know or get positive yardage in general yeah. so i don't think he's anti that we just gotta remember that he's a little older now gotta be more conscious about injuries and getting hurt and getting hit um and go from there yeah. so we, we need him to be healthy all every game yeah uh cat says i wonder if they played bad on purpose to give them a chance to shock and awe that could have um probably not but <laughs> That's one strategy. If it is, who knows what strategy they have? It's a great strategy. question. That the current I strategy you guys are using the one watching these games. Um, uh, Kevin, real quick, Montreal, Washington. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I, just, I feel like there are positives in every single aspect of our game. 
on special teams. Granted, he has to be on the field in a punt return to um, actually make the play. Um, but when he did, he had quite a few good punt returns. I, I, uh, yeah. Actually, I have it right here. 15, 14, sorry, 14.8 um, on average per, per punt return on four of those. And so, hey, I like where our return game is at. It's been a while since I could say that. Yeah. No, I think the first game, nerves. Look, look it's first yeah. NFL real game. Yeah, you could say, well, he was in the preseason. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't count then, right? Because you yeah. could just tell one, he got hit really hard on that first return. And then there was just, you could tell there's just a little hesitation uh, in that first game. And that's what killed him on each one of those return attempts. Um, this game, you really didn't see that. You know, it felt, you could tell there was more confidence there. Uh, and I'm hoping he went back to his preseason tape, watched that and said, what was I doing really well? Uh, yeah. I'm going to do that again. And yeah, I, look, this is a guy that once he gets in his groove uh, yeah. in some more experience, man, yeah. whew, watch out. We're going to get some uh, return touch. Uh, touchdowns. Yeah, he also had a run uh, that was called back. That was a big one. Um, yeah, it I, was. I think that was a screen, actually. And then he had another run that was another big one. Um, mm-hmm. So this guy's elusive. So he's a little bit of a playmaker for us. And I'm loving to see it, uh, yeah. especially considering he's our returner. So yeah. I'm really liking that. He's like the one rookie I can think of that um, we're really counting on right now. All the other ones, like, they're kind of buried on our depth chart. We didn't necessarily draft for need uh, this year. So nice to see yep. one one rookie that is um, balling out at the position of, of need. Yeah. Richie says, wait until he gets another year with better depth and better blocking. So, Rob, what do you think, man? Uh, well, the one thing that I love about our special teams is that our coach is not Tom McMahon anymore. Okay. Ah. I forgot his I name. I forgot remember. his name until you just. I will remember his name until the day that I die. That's what is it with us and coaches that have a last name that starts with Mick? McMahon, McDaniels. Just no it's more. It's the Mick. Irish Mick. curse. I don't no, know. Yeah, Irish curse. No more coaching <laughs> staff with Mick something. Just no, that. but uh, to, to John's point uh, and your point, Kevin, yeah, the special teams have looked really good with the exception of the snafu of not having the freaking returner on the field uh, but yeah Montreal Washington as a punt returner is is he has that that burst and and that explosiveness he you know just to, to I don't even want to say it because I know Richie Rich is watching but to as soon as he has an opening he he puts his foot in the ground and goes north north and south and gets up the field um, but to to Richie's point you know once he has some better blocking and and we kind of get all the the rust and the nerves out of the way. I think our special teams is going to be uh, something to be uh, reckoned with. Um, I still miss uh, Holiday wearing number eleven, that short little mighty mouse yeah. runner of him. But My yeah, man. no, I, I think I think our special teams look great. Yeah. Um, Richie wants us to know that he is Irish. Um, I would say you're Canadian and nobody cares. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love you, bro. I love you, bro. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Richie, I don't, I don't even say that until he threatened us. He goes, I will find you. Okay, okay, bring it. Let's do it. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> okay. Things got real. Anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, make sure for those of you who are watching live that you have subscribed to us, please helps us out, helps feed the uh, pay the bills and feed John. Um, you know, he had a kid a little bit ago, and so now he needs that extra little bit to help. Um you know, feed, feed the kid. So hmm. is that true, John? Did I say that right? You said things. <laughs> I said things. Kevin, you're the one with the big deck. Uh, that's that's true. I have, actually, right now I have none. I don't have a deck right now. So uh, Kevin has yes. no deck, everybody. Uh, that might get edited out. We will see. Maybe, well, maybe not. Um, anyway, guys, <laughs> let's, let's do some uh, final thoughts. Uh, as we close out, um, you know, the uh, the win, it was a win, but we're going to, you know, hopefully. And honestly, I feel like we stayed ready for next week. I feel like we stayed pretty positive to you today, guys. I think there was a lot of subjects that we could have uh, really gone down some rabbit, rabbit holes on, on negativity. Uh, so I'm proud of us, you know, I'm really proud of us. Um, but no, uh all in all, though, in all seriousness, I think the problems we're seeing, and it's really, it's all one facet of the game. It's, it's, 
it's if it's offense in these first two games. Um, but it's all correctable mistakes, and it's you know getting the plays in on time, giving the offense enough time to digest the plays, and then going out and executing them. It's uh, things like that. It's decision making on fourth down. Are we going for it? Are we kicking it? Are we going to take a delay game? Let's avoid that one. Um, it's things that can be cleaned up, and I think they can be cleaned up pretty quickly. Otherwise, we're going to be continuing to look like a JV offense out there, which is not good. That's not what we want to see. Instead of like flashes of like one drive here or there where we actually look competent. Um, it's all correctable, and I think it's going to start sooner rather than later, and hopefully it starts against uh, San Francisco this week. We'll be going up against Jimmy G, so his first start of the season, I don't think that's going to be an advantage for us because – no. It's Jimmy. Like he is a veteran. It's not like it was Jimmy G, and now Trey Lance is going out there in his what, like third year? I don't know, second or third year, where he, you know he's still learning the NFL. Uh, that's not going to be a uh, you know an advantage for us. Now, honestly, they might be a better team with Jimmy G um, this year, anyways. Um, so let's not expect a, a weaker team not having their quarterback out there. So biggest. Um, uh, opponent we're going to face so far this year and this is the first honest test even though we're we're we already lost his one but anyways let's see what happens yeah Robert, yeah um i i <laughs> i sound like a broken record but you know i agree john hit everything on the head um it's all correctable mistakes um hopefully hackett will you know make a decision you know faster um, because if we have to hear the boos at home and we have to hear the crowd yelling the countdown for the game clock, um, I'm probably going to have an aneurysm and blow my lid because it's just absolutely unacceptable. But looking forward, yes, the 49ers, um, I think, are not going to be a lesser team with Jimmy G, like John said. Um, however, I don't think uh, Kittle is going to be playing this game. Um, I believe he's still out for the 49ers. He's made um, game time decision both games, so this could be the one that he starts. We'll see. Well, hopefully, uh, yeah. Hopefully that's not <laughs> the case. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's not the case. I know it's as bad as that sounds, but – um, yeah, I, 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 it's going to be a real test of our offense if we can keep up with them. Um, but as long as our defense keeps playing lights out like they have been, uh, I think we'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be do or die and, and hopefully hack it, you know, gets it figured out and, and shakes it off and, and improves. No, no, uh, totally agree. There's no reason to panic at this point. Um, Obviously not what we wanted to see, but I'm not surprised at the same time. It's not as bad as it could be. Um, not the Raiders. But, uh, let's, we're not, not the, the Bengals. Well, the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. Bengals. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. At least you're not a Raider fan. Like, you know. That's true. Anytime, uh, any season. It doesn't matter how bad of a day you're having. You could just be like, at least I'm not a Raiders fan. And that should cheer you out. Yeah. So. That's the moral. Yeah, we have. That's right. We have time to fix it. It's week two. We're one and one. Obviously, losing game one hurt, but uh, I think once these guys get in their groove, we'll be okay. And again, don't evaluate this team and, and what they're capable of until November. You know, I think that's when you're really going to be able to look at this team and say, forget everything that happened in September, October. Uh, what this team is doing now is what we can expect as a baseline moving forward. Um, Assuming we're not one and seven. <laughs> right. Why would you even say that? Well, Why would you put that in the And how would we get to be one and seven? That would be absolutely horrible. Like, yeah, I'm just that's saying. So sad. November seems late to say that, but that, I know. But you've got to evaluate how they look and how they're playing. You know, I'll give you and a minute. If we're one and seven, if we're one and seven, we are not playing well, and the valuation is very bad. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm hoping that by that point, we're like six and two or something. Look, and I'd like to finish on a strong note things. here, Kevin. All right. That's so what I'm trying to do. And me. you're bringing me, me down. Stop talking anyway. about we're not going to get together until November. We're going to get together this week yeah, against San Francisco. 
at home. There's going to be no okay, okay. in the stadium. There's going to yes. be no countdowns in the stadium. No, I that. All right. Yep. We we're going to have our punt return out there on a punt return. Sure. No, no, no. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like these are things that we could very easily fix by this week. Right. Um, that's not like there's still going to be a lot of there's still going to be a lot of mistakes as long as there's some improvement we're okay so yes we're, we we're will be okay fine. we will be okay we will all make it through this guys john has money on us going one and seven don't you don't you uh no <laughs> no i certainly would never take a bet like that because that yeah we'd fire you from orange weekly so yeah. anyway um yeah there you go Ready, guys. So uh, normally we, uh, you know, you know how we end this, but let's end how we normally do with a countdown. Uh, first. Can we start from thirty-five? No. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Okay. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. If you've been tuning in on our YouTube channel, again, make sure you subscribe as well. Uh, if you don't hit that subscribe button, you are not a Broncos fan. Clearly, um, that's what that means. It's it's a test. We are no. testing you right now. Good point. Um, Very good point. But. Uh, cool guys hey take care we'll see you later on the other shows and we'll get ready for san francisco up next but we'll end our show as we always do on a very strong go broncos take care everyone Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.